guys and girls and everybody. This is Lissa Mandel from the Bitch Seat Podcast. As some of you may know, we are a part of the Atlantic Transmission Network, which is a network that puts out all kinds of great podcasts. A great way to support our show and our sister shows is to visit theatlantictransmission.com and click on the Amazon link at the top of the homepage. It's all the same great Amazon stuff at the same great price, but we get a small piece for sending you there. So if you want to keep shows like The Bitch Seat going, keep us happy, then, uh, you know, throw in your pennies. You don't even have to pay anything extra. Give it up for the host of the bitch seat, Miss Alyssa Mantel. Hi, everybody. Holy shit. Yes. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for coming out on this three-day weekend. I thought it was going to be like Deadville in here tonight. So this is an incredible surprise. This is amazing. You're making all my dreams come true. Thank you very much. It's been kind of a rough summer uh, financially, uh, and this feels like a fucking treat. So thank you very much. Um, so uh, The Bitch Seat, of course, is a show in which guests do a sort of grown-up show and tell of artifacts from their youth, and we talk about how maybe awful it was, sometimes good, sometimes awful. Um, it's comedy sometimes, sometimes it's not. It's all right to be engaged however you're engaged in it. So there's no pressure to laugh, but please feel free to laugh as much as you know possible. Um, uh, meanwhile, you've all seen some treats on the tables. Please eat them. Um, and uh, please buy lots of things at the bar because we love this venue and I want it to stay open forever and ever. Yes. And... Uh, Speaking of QED, later in the evening, the very owner of this venue will be on stage sharing some childhood stuff, Camry Cruz. Um, but before that, um, we have some other, some other goodies. Um, this, the theme of tonight's show is school dreams and other nightmares. Um, because um, I have a lot of nightmares. I have them every single night. I always remember my dreams. Um, I, I don't know if I should see a sleep doctor, but, you know, weed can only do so much to help in that area. So, um, but when I was little, I remember specifically having a dream that I was standing on a beach and it was kind of overcast and there was this gigantic tsunami. I mean, like several stories high rolling in toward the beach and everybody on the beach was just turning and running. That was the entirety of the dream. And that's a pretty good microcosm of how I feel on a daily basis. <laughs> Just dread. So how many, how many of you guys uh, know what a school dream is and have had one before? Yeah. It fucking sucks. You know, it's like, it's the same for everybody. My dad has them too. It's, it's not a, a generational thing that, you know, you suddenly realize that you've, like, missed all of your classes for the past whole semester and you're going to fail. And uh, you, uh, you don't know anything about math, but you're sitting there and you're, like, looking at the book and it makes no sense. And, um... Uh, so yes, so this is the time of year when that shit is going on for me. I don't know about you guys, but it doesn't matter how old I get. There's always dread. I'm so excited. I don't have to go back to school this week. Does anybody here have to go back to school this week? Oh, you know what? I bow down to you. Good luck. <laughs> Holy shit. Ooh, 
Are you a teacher? You're a student. So do you still have the, do you have those dreams? Do you have nightmares like that? Oh, so you're on the right career path. <laughs> Good for you. Excellent. Um, so I'm going to begin uh, with a reading. With a reading. This is so religious for some reason. Um, so this is Satin 2. Uh, and this is from um, seventh grade. And this is kind of like, I think I've read this on a show before, but it just really encapsulates how I felt at the beginning of literally every single school year. So this is from September 6th, uh, 1995. Yeah. That's how old I am, guys. Dear Satin 2, over the summer, I was wondering where all that nasty depression was. You know, the thing that I usually feel at the end of a school year. I thought maybe I'd get away with not having it this year. No such luck. The depression is now, all caps. As I flipped through the yearbook, seeing pictures of my teammates, my teachers, I nearly cried. Sixth grade was as great as it gets. It was perfect. By the way, I said the same thing about fifth grade, and I thought sixth grade was awful for the first couple of weeks. Better even than fifth. I miss Mr. Harvey and Mr. Sessa and Mark and Ben and all my classmates. But most of all, I miss Tim. Tim is a guy who I had a crush on. He was a fucking bully. So... I miss the whole year. The familiar voices, the carpeted hallways, the classrooms... I even miss all of Mr. Harvey's strict rules and dry jokes. By the way, shout out to my little brother, Matt, who's in the audience and knows who Mr. Harvey is. He surprised me today. It's the best fucking day. What was that? Oh, no, I won't make him do that. He's, He's the opposite of me. He doesn't like an audience. Sorry. Nothing could be any better than last year. It was so close to perfection. It was like a good dream. Well, I guess I just woke up. (laughs) I woke up to seventh grade at Adams. The school has an unfamiliar smell, an unfamiliar feel, an unfamiliar atmosphere. My teammates suck. The rooms are boiling hot. I'm separated from all my friends. Maybe once I get to know my teammates, it will get a little better. I doubt it. I'm in such an unpleasant frame of mind. I don't think I can stand myself. This is exactly what happened last year. Goodbye! Love LMM. <laughs> Needless to say, I made it out of there alive. So, yes. Congratulations to anyone who graduated junior high school because that is the fucking hardest shit. All right. So, I'm the only one. <laughs> I love you, Josh. Um, and guess who else I love, guys? Good segue, right? I, <laughs> uh, let's all uh, welcome to the stage my boyfriend and co-host, Phil Casal. Hey. Hi, Phil. Hey, Lisa. Oh, I just realized, um, I just realized that I skipped the whole pictures thing. Can we just oh, cycle yeah, through yeah, these yeah, pictures real quick? It's I'm okay. I'm here for this. Yeah, you can watch them too. So this is uh, elementary school, and you can see me and my best friend Allison. Very well framed. I know these are te- these are teachers. The one on the right was my fourth grade teacher, but we are like seriously in deep discussion about how everything sucks. Next, please. Um, so you can see I'm in the middle here. I had a really bad awkward phase, and yes, yeah, right. No, my, if, if you can, uh, can you zoom? 
zoom in on my teeth, please? Uh, uh. This picture is why I do this show. That picture? Yes. I feel like there's a number of other pictures that define why you do the show. This one's not so bad, though. Oh, God. I just, I can't. This is on the playground of uh, Cox Elementary School, and I don't know if that playground still exists. I've seen so many pictures of you and your friends. It feels like you guys deserved some sort of uh, daytime HBO show that was akin to the Babysitter's Club, but a little cooler, you know? For, for dorks. For dorks, like, like Encyclopedia Gra- Brown, but with, with girls. Remember Encyclopedia Brown? Yeah. Anybody? Shout out to Encyclopedia Brown. We're, we're dating ourselves. Yeah, it's, well, we are also dating each other. And so, each hey, other. <laughs> let's keep going. Uh, there's one more picture, which is from more, a more innocent time. Here, I'm, right. Uh, yeah, I'm getting ready for bed and probably to experience a whole bunch of fucking night terrors. You will be visited by three ghosts <laughs> with that hat. With that. I know, I wish I still had that hat. Dickensian. Um, so, Phil, yeah. do you want to tell me about a, a recurring dream that you had when you were little? I had a few. Um, well, because when I was in high school, I tried desperately to make a zombie movie, and I was shut down by uh, the president of the Board of Education, uh, who what? was also my father oh. at the time. <laughs> so, because Columbine had happened the year before, they didn't want any bad blood if, if some kids were running around with guns and an abandoned, like on the weekend, you know. So I had, well, I think around that time, before that, I started having dreams about zombies, about the, the, the outbreak just beginning. And I, every time, I like wuss out just before they grabbed me. Like I, sh- I would wake myself somehow. Um, and also, I was playing a lot of Doom at the time. And, and so I kept having dreams that I was being chased by this, like a large brainy head, alien head thing, you know? Um, and That's so appropriate to uh, that video we were watching today. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> there's a guys, guys, check this out. Somebody reskinned Doom with Tim Allen. <laughs> All of Doom is Tim Allen, and every sound is <laughs> every sound. It's so, fu- the video is five minutes long, and yeah. it's literally like, like the gun is Tim Allen's head, and everything, all the blood is Tim Allen, everything is Tim Allen, the font is <laughs> little tiny Tim Allen's. <laughs> It's amazing because the sad part is I know exactly what part of the level they're on and every th- the <laughs> wallpaper is Tim Allen's face. So, like, it's amazing. Anyway, Sorry. so I had this dream that this giant head was was looming over me, like kind of, I don't know. I that guess sounds the, like my dream, only yeah. it was a giant head instead of a wave. Yes, but, like, the more realistic ones was also in the summer, I would, re- I would remember there was a class I forgot to take. And then uh, I had to retake it in, in the summer. That was my, like, that was a reoccurring dream. Mm. But it always... Do you still have those? I do. And I noticed, I've pinpointed it. It's, it's the times when I feel like I've, I've beaten something or feel free, I'll have nightmares that I have to go back to that thing. Like when I was traveling, when I was in Italy one time, every dream and every night in Italy was that I had to go home, was that I was boarding the flight. Yeah, I understand that. That's like, yeah, when you're on vacation and you can't enjoy it at all because it's just a countdown. Yeah. Or just like one long countdown until the end. After a show ends, I will... Uh, I'll be. I'll dream that I'm on stage, and I. Uh, not that I don't know the lines. It's. It's just the script's different. Have you so. ever had a, a choreography dream when you're suddenly on stage and it is the dance recital and you don't know a fucking thing that you're doing? That's me on stage every day. <laughs> <laughs> this so. is why we compliment each other. Yeah. This is why we got into improv. That's true. Ah. That's true. Yeah. All right. Shall we? Uh, oh wait, we have a picture of you. Yeah, we do. I think we've seen this a couple times ago, but it's kind of the best. 
Hey, ladies. It's the fucking um, best. So this, yeah, that, that night's when I, I took my girlfriend to junior prom and she dumped me for my best friend an hour after. Um, and everybody, all the girls were like, well, you weren't dancing with her, so you deserve it. And it's like, <laughs> and I was like, she wouldn't fucking dance. It's not your fault. Yeah. It's Screw not you, Danielle. Danielle. Damn, Danielle. Hey, by the way, <laughs> that ring, uh, <laughs> funny story about that ring. That's like a special, I don't, it's a special family ring thing. Every time I, I do the Dean Martin show, I'd ask my father for that ring so I could have it on my pinky. Oh! And yeah, and every time after the show, like the minute we're doing bows, he walks onto the stage and takes the ring from me. Um, like, did you know that I have a, spe- a special ring that was my mom's that she would let me wear after when I was potty training when I successfully pooped in the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> Mine were, my, my rewards were just redundant. Because there was just the same Luke Skywalker I'd destroy. So, but that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this ring reminds me of um, in uh, Disney's Robin Hood. You guys, have you seen it? <laughs> so, yeah, when, when it hiss the snake uh, uh, kisses the fucking rings off of, All, and yeah. then there are his teeth. All Disney yeah. jewelry in that time looked really succulent. Yeah, right? luscious, very luscious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it really it made you wonder why why you weren't on the side of the royalty, you know? Right? Yeah. What are we doing wrong? Uh, I think we're not uh, bringing up the next guest. That's what we're doing wrong. Yeah, right now. that's right. We should do that. Yeah, we should do that. Let's do that. So, um, our first guest is uh, a, a delightful lady. She is so fucking smart. She is a comic and she's a writer for Reductress, which is one of the best websites oh, yes. that exists right now. And uh, she hosts the Sleepyhead podcast. Give it up for Jasmine Pierce. Welcome, Jasmine. Thank you. With, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. I, we've already discussed, but I have to point out for the audience that Jasmine has an acid wash denim backpack. Really throw it yeah. back. It was the 90s. I thought I would whip it out for tonight. Perfect. Um, do you have a... a, a yeah, whip it right out. Yeah. Uh, any uh, recurring dreams that you recall from your childhood? Good or bad, I guess. I didn't have any of those school dreams as a child, but I have them now. Yeah. <laughs> so that's... <laughs> development um yeah I, but i have them now like when i i was nannying for a long time and mm-hmm. uh, i would just always have dreams that i killed the children and they're gone <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah and then have to wake up like oh i don't have responsibility over them right now it's fine no i, I have those dreams too but they're usually about small animals like cute like fuzzy bunnies or kitties and like in the dream i'm suddenly like oh i haven't fed it in like weeks oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah like, yeah just things it's like oh mo i forgot <laughs> yeah did you did you hate these kids or was it more of no, a? no i love them dearly i think i actually i i do like um have tragedy fantasies i think is the mm-hmm. best way to put oh, them yeah. where i'll just like sit there and spin out of control like exactly what i'm gonna do if like one of because they were twins so i would always think like what if one of them gets hit by a car oh, no. what am i gonna do with the oh, other God. one to try to like plan ahead of time in case that ever happens i'll be on autopilot and i can oh, do it oh my you know? god i can't believe you're not jewish i <laughs> you sound like my whole my yeah, whole family I was I was raised Catholic, so I think I got some stuff. I still got the guilt stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were talking recently about how Catholicism and Judaism have, like, equal and opposite parts. Yeah, they do guilt a, lot of, and shame. a lot of, have a lot of similar outcomes, I yeah. think. Indeed. In our, our paranoia and terror. It's the Jesus <laughs> thing that really, did, like, that changes but everything. But Jesus yeah. was a really cool, laid-back stoner. So yeah, he, he would, was cool. He I'm would a... tell you not to worry. <laughs> be happy. Yeah. 
Um, but everyone else over recorded history will tell you you should feel bad about it. Uh, yeah. So, you know. Don, so I'm giving you at. permission to let it go. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't kill them, so. Congratulations. <laughs> Do you still They're keep all... in contact with them? Uh, yeah, I actually saw them a couple weeks ago. We ended up in the hospital, but he's fine. <laughs> Where was your head at then? Um, well, he look, his older brother, their older brother was there, and they play with him and he has no awareness because he was like 11 when they were born so he doesn't know how to play with babies very mm -hmm. well and one of them ran right at him and he jumped out of the way and oh. he <gasps> bumped his head on the corner of the wall and got like just a split oh. so and I was like I had only been back for two days to watch them while their mom had to work oh it happened while you were watching them it happened oh, recently oh I'm so like, sorry yeah <laughs> after I quit I come back occasionally and we ended up in the hospital well and that was blood not, everywhere. not your fault but what might be cool for them as twins is that now they they will be they will be different. Like one yeah. of them will have a, yeah. a fancy he has scar. Like one of those yeah. cool murderer scary guys. Yeah. Scars Usually now. it's an eye patch that distinguishes twins. So <laughs> yeah. at least he got away with both eyes. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. Well, Jasmine, um, tell me about uh, what you brought to share with us. Oh my today. god. Um, so uh, I I didn't keep journals, but in eighth grade at my school there was a trend of keeping a composition notebook with a certain group of friends. Like you would pick specifically like, this is our notebook. And you'd or you pass have, like, it around. All three of you had a notebook. It's okay. It's not just us. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. So Tanya and I, my friend, we had the longest running notebook in eighth grade and nobody else had notebooks as long as we did. Um, we Congrats. Thank you. <laughs> we filled five. I only have three. Um, I got the extra one because I am pushier than she is. <laughs> and um, I had my mom send them to me recently for the show and I haven't read them in years and it was truly traumatizing. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Um, because I had to like slowly come to term with the facts that I think I was a meaner person than I thought I was. Oh man. And I think the work. difference between like what you read and what, what this is, is like journals or diaries. It's like your private secret thoughts. Like nobody can know. Mm -hmm. But this was stuff I was willing to say to another person. <laughs> <laughs> And there's like some light racism in there. We were using the word retarded a lot back then. Uh, like, that was a nineties thing shit for and there's sure. There's a lot of gender problems. Um, one of my friends. Oh, let me read this one part. This is three. Okay, one of my. <laughs> They're really beautiful. I love all the collage. Yeah, we on the decorated outside. them. Um, I put all the guys I had a crush on on the back. Mm -hmm. So who do we have see, here? Um, this one married Mila Kunis. That one beat his wife. That one. Uh, paddleboarded naked with Katy Perry recently. Uh, that one's him. gone. That one's dead. Um, <laughs> Who is it? Devin Sawa? No, Paul Walker. Aww. Sorry. I know. I brought Aww. it down. Uh, Nick Cannon might as well be dead. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I was like. But um, there's this one seg section that... Um, there were these two guys that were in love with Tanya at the time, and she they would fight over her, literally fight, even though she only liked one of them, so I don't see what the point of the fight was. But she was there for one of the fights, and I was not present for it. And so I w was writing to her like, oh, my God, tell me everything. What was the fight like? And this is what she said. I'm in Latin now. Yes, yes, that fight was uh, kick-ass brutal. A bit scary also, and you know this, but I'm giddy because Paul's going to ask me out. <laughs> Uh, hopefully, LOL, that, what does that say? That calls for, oh, she's dancing. She she drew a happy dance. Um, I, it's just like, there's so much with this guy, Paul, but also with all the guys where we're like, 
Yeah, I mean, I saw him shed blood and beat the shit out of one of my friends, but like he's gonna ask me out so soon. Oh man, oh. see, it's Wait. just it's it's yeah. it's a it's a never ending thing about women being attracted to the bad boy. Well, it's also like it starts so early. I think is is the scary. How old were part. you? This was eighth grade. We yeah. were fourteen. That's... We still had braces, and there's like there's things in here I really don't even want to share with you guys. Like that's well, I was reading through like what can I read out loud and people won't judge me. Well, no, but here's the thing: this audience is not about judging. No, I know. But... So I mean, it's not mean spirited. Share whatever you would oh, like. You know what I'll share? This was pretty rough. So um, I'm, <laughs> it's gonna get dark real fast. Just prep yourself. Yeah, we can handle it. Um, one. Uh, uh, in eighth grade, so this is the first notebook, right? So all these things happen. Literally the most traumatic thing that ever happened to me, and then something that's horrible, yes? I'm just okay. on page. Oh, you see the Hot Pirates page? Uh, it's Orlando Bloom and Johnny Depp over and over again. I just... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, one of one of the things that happened was that my my two best friends had this guy fake ask me out and i hated him oh. at the time yeah and it was there, it goes through here it's really traumatizing it's still like is a big problem for me like it's still it caused a lot of trust issues that i have not ever gotten over because so they were reading, your best friends yeah and reading the reaction to it i was like for one paragraph was like tanya i expected this from martha but i cannot believe you would ever do this i hate to say it but you are a complete and total bitch i'll never speak to you again and then there's just a line and it was said, said like yeah strike that <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't want to lose my friends. Right. But I know I remember all this happening so, and didn't get didn't get over it. More Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, but I feel like when when we're when we're that age because we don't have we we aren't able to just like walk away and go to a different school. Yeah. So like the friends you have that you see all of your options in front of you. Uh-huh. So you can either have no friends at all or you can ignore all the deal breakers and red flags yeah. so this was like reading like oh you know all of your deep-seated insecurities this is exactly how they started um <laughs> no exactly but that's why i think it's important to but read the it. one thing the the worst thing that i do in here so here's where it gets dark okay one of the girls in my grade died uh when we were in eighth grade mm-hmm. and it was really tragic she uh had to go on asthma medication that she found out made her gain weight so she stopped taking it and it was like this really horrific thing. It was completely like very sudden out of nowhere. Um, and we were like dealing with it. But a lot of us had only, we only had like grandparents die. So this is our first like brush with yeah. death. And we recorded all of our thoughts. But one of the important part, we said a lot of very nice things. Um, I made a whole page where I just wrote her name over and over again in different thoughts, fonts, which I thought was a tribute. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Um, but my favorite part of it was... There was a, this girl that was younger than us, Sassler, who I hated. She was very That's annoying. her first name? No, her name's Jessica Sassler, okay. but we called her Sassler. And it says, Sassler's sitting next to me, reading our journal and talking to me as I write about Robin, who is the one who passed away, Robin. Um, I don't care how Sassler feels about Robin. Shut up. She's like, why are you writing Robin's name so much? Little fat bitch needs to shut her mouth. <gasps> yeah. Isn't that terrible? Well, you're dealing with grief. I yeah. know, but also, like, that's just how my brain worked. It, it's just, like, I don't, like, how we're how I'm dealing with it. And uh, there was, like, a, a few instances throughout where each of us at different times were, like, telling a story that I did something so mean to this girl, but now she's mad at me about it, and I'm like, just get over yourself. <laughs> like, that was my mindset. And I really thought I was the good guy writing it, you can tell. I'm like, I know I did something really mean and annoying, and I stole your stuff for a few classes, 
but like get over it ew why are you being so annoying about it i mean i think this is so interesting to talk to you though because uh, it's like getting into the mind of of the opposite of the other person you know yeah. because i wasn't i mean i kind of stayed i was like a wallflower i didn't really get made fun of too much but a lot of my friends were like the dorky people who did get made fun of mm-hmm. and i couldn't understand inside the head of the people who were being mean but it's yeah. all just like a lack of understanding well, that was the thing is like I mean, we were good people in general. We never really got into that much trouble. And I don't think we were that mean to people like straight face to face. But it was it was just like, yeah, realizing that like it's really just perspective. I just didn't know any better. I'm yeah. sure I was an asshole, too. And I'm sure I was willingly an asshole at that time. A lot of people were. But like to read myself and realize like that's really how I thought, especially at such an insane time mm-hmm. has been rough for me. Don't ever do this, you guys. <laughs> doesn't it's matter how cute your covers are. Don't do it. It's like a vintage Google Doc, but yeah. <laughs> to be yes. to your point. Exactly. So I have I feel like in high school and in middle school, there's a lot of horrible shit that's said between a lot of people. Uh-huh. And I think at that time it's very important. Usually on the podcast, I which to descri- uh, subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play. Uh, <laughs> we talk it's a lot of a lot of the time I feel Personally, that high school creates that environment where you're trained to fucking just let loose and uh, rail on people because yeah. people it's happening to you, so you take it on the other guy. Yeah, and you have nothing else to deal with. And exactly. there's no, there's, else to think there's about no the empathy people. training or compassion no. training. I mean, I don't know if there is now. I mean, but for us, it was like, it was Darwin, yeah. you know? Take it or yeah, leave I it. I think you're right. It is like it's happening to all of us, and we just ha- we're just spreading it all around. And, and you're also a, processing. yeah. And, but we don't know how to process, too. So we're just like, well, I have all this anger and frustration from this horrible thing that happened to me. And other people are being mean to me. That means I have the right to be mean to all these other people, yeah, right? Exactly. Right. There's no one watching over. There's no supervision. Like, our teachers especially just did not. No, they turn a blind no. eye. They're so over it. They've been yeah. doing it for 40 years, and they're bored. Yep. Yeah, and that's the, all, the only adult in the room. So it's like there's just no supervision. You're just going nuts on each other mm-hmm. all the time. And it was like um, we were talking about uh, – Hammurabi's Code, I think, on the podcast yesterday when we were recording. I know, right? This comes up on Nostalgia Podcasts all the time. But um, that's the... Remember Hammurabi, guys? <laughs> no, but like I do so cool. because in sixth grade, I specifically remember learning about it in sixth grade, an eye for an eye. And I was like, oh, that sounds reasonable. And I like, in- yeah. I just put, I just packed it away into my brain and I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Nobody, so, nobody taught me about... Um, Buddhism no. in, in yeah. sixth grade. But nobody said, I'm sorry. Nobody said, you know, ha- being angry is like is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. That yeah. would have been a much more useful thing to learn in sixth grade. Yeah, there's yeah. no emotional intelligence taught ever. Unless right. your parents are teaching you and teaching you very well, which is hard to do for anyone. Like, mm-hmm. no one cares if you're emotionally intelligent at all. So that's where I think, like, a lot of us are lacking. Because that's where it's really tough right yeah. now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm Especially sorry for that. sympathy in the internet and all that stuff. That's right. You all said it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's, it's good. No, no. I'm sorry. I'm here to say that. Um, bef- before, uh, I want to I wanna show a couple of these photos oh, that you God, sent great. to me. Yes. And, um, so, Kent, if we could see this. I, I just love it because you said the context was this is Shakespeare camp. I actually realized I misspoke. It was the Shakespeare Festival. Can I hold <laughs> this for you? Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a Shakespeare festival and we got to try on our costume or, or other people's costumes. And I was like, this is the coolest I'll ever be. This is my peak. And I looked great. It looks like, is it like all fur? Yeah, it was just like some big, huge costume for a grown person that they put on me and took pictures. But look uh, how happy I am. Oh, like, so happy. That last oh, time yeah. I felt joy. <laughs> <laughs> Can we see the next one, Kent? Um, 
Yeah. See, it's pretty much like su- badass, you know? We were really cool and like edgy. And like in the 90s, the way to be cool was to say fuck everything. Yeah. I mean, the whole like grunge, it was really Dude. dark time. Yeah, well, this is the 2000s, but it just never left. No. <laughs> The, the dark eyeliner is yeah. my favorite part. And then uh, there's one more that I think uh, tops them. Oh, God. All. Um, yeah. That one. Okay, so I used to think it was cool to... This is not a real suicide thing. I thought it was cool to put uh, song lyrics on pictures of myself and Photoshop them with filters. And I was like, oh, again, like I'm just going to be edgy and like this is going to be really cool and people it are going to think I'm awesome. Vintage Instagram. Yeah, it could be... Yeah, it could this be. is actually MySpace Zanga time, I think. <laughs> It's like a Fiona Apple album cover. Yes, exactly. It was like, oh my God, I have feelings. I'm expressing them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jasmine, um, we never let guests leave without a gift. So I have a gift for you um, from uh, the annals of my house growing up. (laughs) And uh, so one thing that I collected among my many stupid collections was um, tiny perfume bottles. Even though I never wore perfume, I thought it smelled nasty. But um, (laughs) this one, I don't remember where I got it. It might be a drugstore perfume, but I just love the bottle. It says shade. <laughs> um, this is probably from 1995. You can so, tell by the color um, that, thank you. That's for beautiful. you. It smells pretty nasty. Oh my gosh. Um, thank but, you so um, much. But Jasmine, yeah. thank you so much thank for coming for on the bitch me. seat. Yeah, Jasmine Pierce, everybody. Um, I think uh, I think she is completely redeemed uh, by all of the uh, reductress writing because that shit the world needs for Seriously. sure. Love it. <sighs> All right, right. cool. So, shall we? Yes. Guys, how are we doing? Good. You good? Share the gushers. Yeah, I know. I don't think I bought enough of them for everybody. Or go buy some snacks at the bar because there are definitely animal crackers at the bar to buy. So, yeah. 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 Um, So, our next guest is somebody who's a good friend of uh, both of ours. Um, She is one of the most delightful human beings. Um, she is an actor. She's an incredible teacher um, and um, a really funny lady and her daughter is adorable. She's on uh, Bravo's Odd Mom Out, so that's what you're going to probably recognize her most from. Give it up for Kennedy Knowles. No, or not. I used to dance record of this song. Yes, I fucking knew of it. St. Elmo's Fire. <laughs> and my grandmother lived uh, in a remodeled room up above our garage and I would play that and I would dance around like I was fucking man oh, motion. I, I, yes, I don't know oh, why. I love that song, St. Elmo's <laughs> Fire. And that movie which I love because I watched all those like John Hughes era movies like yeah. that was my thing, but it's really like um pretty in pink but grown up and more depressing. Oh, totally. Yeah. 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 Although I found Pretty and Pink pretty. I mean, that was depressing, too. I know. I know. Lo- I know. Long live Ducky. Yeah. That's right. He didn't die. It's fine. <laughs> um, so, Kennedy, uh, anything uh, come to mind about dreams or nightmares? Uh, well, I mean, what's so funny is that uh, in my journal that I pulled out today and started reading and was terrified, <laughs> um, I actually recorded my dreams. From high school. Amazing. In them as well as my uh, my my real awake dreams of life. Um, <laughs> so I'll, I can yeah. read one. Sure. Please. Perfect. Okay, well, I'm not going to read the whole thing because the first part doesn't make any sense. None of it really does. But I think this one um, I think really sums up how I viewed my high school years. And where did you grow up? 
for the first two years of high school, I was in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And then for the second two years, I was in uh, Manhattan. Was in New Whoa. York City. Yeah. That must have been pretty mind-blowing. Did oh. you feel like you were the coolest human being alive? Oh, totally. Yeah. And by coolest, it's the opposite. <laughs> uh, but I grew up in a, to date myself, uh, I graduated the year, the same, did you ever see that movie, The Wackness? Have you ever mm-hmm. seen that movie? Mm-hmm. That's pretty much sums up like my year between senior year and the first year of college. Oh, someone in the audience would like you to explain what The Wackness is. Okay, The Wackness is a movie that takes place uh, in a summer in 1994. Um, it's basically just a bunch of kids getting stoned. That's yeah. what it is and like selling pot and going to Sheep's Meadow <laughs> and drinking 40s and getting stoned. That's so. right. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yep. And yep. Uh, and that was a freebie. No more reference explanations for the rest of the show. That's it. You got to so, go out and... <laughs> done. Cut off. We'll see that later. You'll see that picture. Yes. It's a great so picture. You'll all see it. It gets a little risque, guys. Excellent. <clears throat> okay. Ray, who's one of the guys at my new school, Urban Academy in New York City, is in the same house with Carolyn. Same group as before there. Ray says we need to talk. Go into my quote-unquote room, and he begins kissing me. I stop, and I lock the door. He tells me he feels really guilty about this, and I agree, but we kiss anyway. (laughs) We get on the bed, and he unzips his pants. I caress his body. Isn't Ray's real body much better? (laughs) We kiss more, then we have to go. Through the whole thing, I'm so afraid Carolyn knows, and I feel bad. Go out to a guy friend talking. Ray stands between us and is holding my hand. I want him to, but also don't want to try to let go. But he won't let me go. Things happen now that I don't remember. I just know they're bad and have to do with killing. (laughs) Mike Hogan is also in my dream somewhere. Oh, and I was wearing green stretch pants and my Orlando Hard Rock Cafe t-shirt. Nice. We have the the important bits there. Yeah. Yeah, I realize, like, most of my journal is just my angsty love. Yeah. Talking about love. And did you ever, because most of mine usually were too, but then there were a couple of entries where I'm like, you know, I was just looking back and it's like, I'm only interested in boys, but that's not true. So today I'm going to write about something else and it would last for like one entry and then I would immediately go back to it. Mine never, ever. Well, unfortunately it was all boys. It's not, I mean, it needs to come out somewhere, you know? Um, Can we see, can we see uh, the first couple of pictures? Because before you... Oh, yeah. We have an entry about him. Yeah. So if you want to read, if you want to read the accompanying entry, yes. Uh, I can't believe. Okay, creepy, this sorry. this gentleman now, Douda, works for Kofi Annan's um, oh, amazing! Wow. To help uh, women in Liberia uh, and elsewhere in the world, uh, a disenfranchised woman. That's amazing. A voice, yeah. Not here. I'm sure he's going to be thrilled I'm reading this entry. Here we go. I will never be the same. I have left a part of me and gave, oh, and gave on to that, to, and, oh, and gone on, gone on, to an entirely different life. Last night, Douda and I shared the most intense thing. 
No, thing isn't the word. Experience <laughs> that two people could ever share. Last night, we lost our virginity. Yeah, I had yes. sex. That action for so long scared me and made me want to throw up is now a beautiful part of us. <laughs> it was the most wonderfully painful thing. There's that word again. I'm finding it difficult to put it into words. I have ever experienced. Underline, underline, underline. Life will no longer be the same, and yet life all around continues normally for everybody else. But for me, I can't help but smile and shriek and laugh to myself. A part of me has changed, and while for so long I feared it would be for the worst, I think it was for the better. But with all my utter joy, a place deep down is melancholy. I'm not a little girl anymore. <laughs> I'm growing at a rapid speed. <laughs> my life is at a crossroads, and I must depart from my old, comfortable path onto uncharted land. I don't know what I'm doing, but I know deep down that everything will be all right. This was the right thing to do, and I know it. I really hope I'm not fooling myself. <laughs> I hope this is real. I know, I know what I'd do if I woke up and realized it was all a lie. I would be heartbroken. I don't think that will happen, though. I think this is real. If anything, the intense, strong emotions I felt last night were real, and that's all that matters. Not what happens in the future. That's unknown. And undecided, yeah. what matters is right now, and right now I am happy and a little sore. <laughs> and all I want is to entwine my body in downers and sleep all night long with the angels. The end. <laughs> and that was the day after I lost my virginity to the beautiful downer. Listen, this looks like a fucking advertisement you're both very beautiful people and i'm sure you had you made very beautiful love oh, oh it was great for the next month and then he literally stopped talking to me on new year's day what well why you know. well we went out on new year's eve and we were dancing we had a great time and then we went home and like we went back to his house for the night and um he literally stopped talking to me like the whole morning he didn't talk and then he dropped me off at the house and he totally didn't talk to me and then i didn't hear from him for two months it was awesome. You hear that, Kofi and on? It's all in here. Wait, but um, how old were you, first of all, when this happened? Seventeen. Okay. Um, so and you had just moved to New York? No, I'd moved the year before. But you're still sort of. Oh yeah. Still new. new. Still new. Um, city. And did was there ever? I mean, I'm just curious about the gossip. Like, was there ever an explanation he gave for why he just cold turkeyed? He's a guy. Uh, I mean, he literally. Sorry, like, he's Phil. a teenage boy. Sorry. I don't mean that. No, Phil, that's but, right. I mean. Were you able to fully... I've only ghosted at least twice in my life. <laughs> That's what it's called now. Yeah. It's ghost. totally dating myself. I have no idea. I'm like, oh, ghosting. Ghosting. Yeah, no, totally ghosting. Yeah. But he did like in-person ghosting. I think it's different if it's like a text yeah. ghosting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's weird. it's literally like when he's they... right there and you're like, Dada, why won't you talk to me? And he's he just literally like became a ghost. Breakfast. He became a ghost. And <laughs> like, did I die? That's did he so die? What bizarre. There's about 30 pages of letters that I wrote to him. Oh, boy in here when I was just completely heartbroken. And then when he, we finally did start talking again, um, I made him sit down and read them. And I sat and watched him read them. <gasps> and? Oh, that's, that's amazing. That's justice. Me, people. I, I will kill you. I feel like so that's... So this is actually after we, after he had broken up with me. After... And then this was like the summer. This is the Wackness summer. 
Oh, so uh, you did, you, you returned to friendship after yes, all of that. Yes, we did return to friendship. And we're friends now, on Facebook. <laughs> so I hope he listens to this. I really, I really do. Uh, I'm not going to say his last name. No. In, <laughs> Although his first name is such a common name. That <laughs> so I, I, I have a question. Uh, as, <laughs> as somebody who did not have sex at all in high school, uh, you mentioned in the in the journal, you're 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 feverishly like, I know I did the right thing. I know it was the right thing to do. Was it you convincing yourself, or or trying to convince that your if your parents found out you'd be what was like your, the thing okay, with that? So I, it was for me because was, I, you know, I, I felt like I gave it to him. I gave him my virginity as his birthday present. Oh. Uh, and so I wrapped up, we were sitting at Sparrow's Pizza and I wrapped up, <laughs> I wrapped up a box of condoms, just three, just three condoms. <laughs> And we've been talking about it, and I gave that to him for his birthday, and he opened it, and he said, is this what I think it is? And I went, yes. And then we went back to, to my parents' apartment. I say my apartment, like I owned it. Right? <laughs> Anything except for my going to my room, and we closed the door, and we put on Charday. Oh, we nice. Totally, and we had sex. So it was more for me. I felt like I was really sort of stepping into another thing because my parents found out. Um, because I told my mom I had to go to a gynecologist. I had no idea. For anyone right. who hasn't had sex yet, that's how your parents know that you've had sex because your pediatrician says, oh, you need to go see a gynecologist. So I went to my mom and I said, mom, I have to, you know, pediatrician yeah. I have to see a gynecologist. So she was like, oh, okay. And I went off to do something and I came home and my mom and dad were sitting on the oh, no. couch. <laughs> oh, no. They set it and up. And they were sitting with each other and my dad was crying. <laughs> and he gave me a hug and he said, my beautiful girl, you're you're a woman now. Like literally, I was not worried about my parents. They were like, whatever. That's great. I guess. Well, I mean, best case scenario. I mean, they could have grounded you for life. They could have. Yeah, I guess so. You have cool parents. Yeah. yeah. Um, can we see a couple of these? Uh, a couple more pictures, please. Um, I love this because, uh, like, you're the most one of the most attractive human beings that I know, and this is like the least flattering outfit that is. <laughs> Available. I thought it was so cool. What you can't see, they cropped out of this picture, is right behind me is Mount Rushmore. So I'm sort of <laughs> emulating the, uh, the stone uh, sculptures. Right? Thank you. Yeah. Um, okay, so I thought this outfit was super cool. At that time, I tried to match all of my headbands to whatever I was wearing. <laughs> and sometimes I would make headbands out of tights. Or pantyhose. Oh, you are so cool. You were the Claudia Kishi. Oh, man. I did not feel that way. Um, that shirt is actually a Portland theater sports uh, shirt. And I have on a fake Gucci watch that I bought on my first trip to New York. Are those yeah. like sweatpants shorts? No, they're like little skorts. Uh, they're like little skorts that had like a tight elastic uh, mm -hmm. band. And then I'd probably wear those today. And then like kind of. Oh, they look so comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Except Can't. for I didn't know I have a picture of me with my legs up like this on it, and you can totally see my oh. my underwear. That's so all right. It's very embarrassing. Oh okay. yeah. Oh yeah. So this, you said this was your one and only pageant my situation. My one and only pageant. This was in Crossville, Tennessee. It was for teen, Miss Teens Against Drugs. Clearly, this is before nice. the whackness year. <laughs> Um, and I thought I was. I thought my makeup was amazing. We went to the Pizza Hut after I lost. And I remember a lot of big things in my life that happened in pizza shops. And I'm like gluten and dairy. I can't eat either now. So it's like 
trauma. Um, I just thought I was so beautiful across the You were, Tennessee. and your bangs are flawless right here. Okay, yeah. yeah, except for I always wanted them to be, this was the late 80s, I always wanted them to be like feathered up. Oh, yeah, this well, half of them are feathered up and then like a few strands that mm-hmm. hang down. It took a really long time to look like that. Can we, uh, can we see the next one? Okay, so for context here, uh, <laughs> You're very fucking cool. This was Urban Academy. Yes. So the two uh, girls on the upper left are Janique and Tracy, and they were my best friends. Mm -hmm. And then the other three girls, this is in Tracy's house. Uh, I don't know if you up above. This is in somebody's house? Yeah, this is Tracy's bedroom. (gasps) So So, (laughs) she had, you know, Bob and Malcolm. Yeah, but did you have like did you have an awareness of I mean, first of all, I fucking love that you went to school in Manhattan and so you had this you had this diverse, you know, upbringing which I didn't get to have. I grew up in an extremely white fucking town, but um when you saw this giant Malcolm poster on the wall, did you feel like, "Oh, like should we talk about this?" Like, well, I went to I went to a place called Urban Academy, oh, yeah. which was sort of the opposite of what you were talking about, what your high school yeah. experience was, and that there were 60 of us in the whole school, and we just basically always sat down and talked about issues. That's amazing. And that's all we did. They should all of, be like, like talk, that. And then we'd go out and sit on the stairs and get stoned and come back and talk about more issues. And so, <laughs> or go to like graffiti. We had like graffiti class where we would go out what? and do graffiti. I know. I want my kids to go to that school. It was a great school. It was awesome. Um, and so I, I think at that point in my life, in my development as like a human being, I actually thought that Bob Marley and Malcolm X were also talking to me and about me. Like I really, I felt like, I mean, I knew that I was the whitey because we'd go up, Janique lived in Harlem, like pre-gentrification mm-hmm. Harlem. And so we would go into her, she lived in the projects there. And there would be a lot of people who would, call me names or like mm-hmm. eggs would be thrown at me. So I knew that there was like a separation. Right. But I also felt like I, it was like we were one. We were like, oh, we were man. one love, man. I think you should be the president. I know. I mean, ter- I, they would never let me be the president <laughs> after this, after admitting all these things. Um, oh, that you would go and get stoned and then talk about and, issues? And sheep's meadow. And- <laughs> That's our future. That's our future, guys. Um, so, Yes. I, you know, go you from know. one to the other. I think these yeah. two are so interestingly juxtaposed. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's uh, me before. This is in Chattanooga before I became infinitely, you know, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is I'm playing a telephone in the opera. Oh. The telephone. <laughs> oh. And while it's an opera, I am a mime. In the opera. <laughs> so I don't actually say anything in the opera. Two other people are singing, and I'm just being the and you're telephone. The, you're the prop. Talking. Yeah, I'm the prop in between wow. them. So, I, I, you know, I mean, it's bad enough to be a mime. It's bad <laughs> enough to be in an opera when you're in high school, but to be a mime in an opera was sort of... You look, I mean, Clearly, you? I thought I was amazing. Yeah. I know, I was going to say, you don't look like you have any resentment yeah. that you were the prop. But, no, um, no, I thought it was great. I didn't have to learn any lines. I just made... <laughs> I want made that sweatshirt. I know. I think I made I made that sweatshirt out of puffy paint. Yes, I have. Yeah. I had a whole yeah. box of those. The best. It was so good. Well, Kennedy. Puffy paint. Um, this is crazy because I was gonna bring you 
So, you know, I was going to bring you a headband as a gift, and I can't believe I didn't do it, but I'll give it to you later. It's amazing. There were tropical fish on it. But instead, I have for you, in honor of this losing your virginity story, I don't know if you guys remember this, um, but these are can tops, little pop top things, and uh, I didn't lose my virginity until I was like 20, but um, they are all cobalt blue, and that's why I saved them, but I didn't realize at the time that you know, girls would save these and wear them around their neck to show how many guys they had slept with. Really? Yeah, but I... Wait, how many are there? Because uh, I might need to add... Oh, I'm going to have to add. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought they were pretty special because they were blue, um, and I, but I was perpetually alone. So um, these are for you. <laughs> Thank you. And, um, I love them. You know, wear them close to your heart. I will until my daughter takes them away and... Oh, yes. Don't you ever take any of these. (laughs) You will never lose your virginity. (laughs) Oh, she's the best. She's a boss. Well, um, Kennedy, thank you so much for coming on and sharing with us. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Yes. (laughs) Kennedy Knowles, everybody. See, when she told me about the, the can top thing, I was just sort of nodding my head silently, but in the back of my head, I was like, how does she know this? Where did she get this? Where did you get this, that? I don't, I mean, where did I get uh, fucking crisscross applesauce? I don't know, it's just the thing that you talk about in school. I feel like the two, you can't really correlate them, but <laughs> it's okay. All right, well, um, don't be scared, because as I said, I was completely averted oh, at I, that I'm time. Not, why would it I be scared? It was just purely decorative. A, 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 word, a word on boyfriends who are scared of their girlfriend's previous history. Shut up. <laughs> Just get over it. Be in the moment. I know. I feel like Kennedy was like a poster child for, for uh, the power of now. Yeah. Yeah. That was amazing. Um, all right. Well, let's, uh, let's move it on and have like a, a, little, a little musical break. A little yes. um, taste of something different. Uh, give it up for Rebecca Vigil and Ethan <laughs> Exacto. <laughs> Give it up for Lisa and Phil, everybody. For those of you who've been to the show, you know I'd never stand on the stage. I don't like it. Um, So I'm going to be here. For those of you in the podcast, you don't care. Um, So watching this show, how many have been to the show before? Clap and say noises. Great, perfect. Uh, And those of you who haven't, clap and noises. Great, perfect. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a good, that's a good, it's a good split. Uh, every time I'm waiting to go on, I have so much to say. Does anybody bond with that? Anybody? I've been noticing, particularly my friend Leslie in the audience going like, yeah, good for you from the crowd. And basically that's like the minimum of what she actually wants to say, just so you're aware. Uh, but can I say like, can I hear a round of applause for anybody who's losing their virginity story was that lovely? Anybody? Wait, what are you what are you applauding? Are you applauding? Yes, it's always that way or okay, thank you. Round of your applause if you're losing your virginity story was horrific and terrible. Thank you. Yeah. So fuck you, Kennedy. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, 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 okay. He didn't talk to me, but like during it, okay? 
Jesus. I was a whining fleshlight at that point. <laughs> no, you guys, I do comedy now. It's fine. It's totally fine now. Um, uh, the <laughs> Segway. This is Ethan Exacto over here. Sorry, I had to get that out. <laughs> I was like, how am I going to make that music? I'm not going to. I'm just going to say it. Um, so uh, I, I'm an uh, improvised musician. I just make up songs about the crowd. And this is Ethan. He's a beatboxer. Hello. Uh, and there was somebody I actually wanted to talk to who we talked to in the beginning that's going to like tie into the theme of the show, which is School Nightmares. And it's the only person in the crowd that's going back to school. Yes, yeah, he was like, she's staring at me. Did I take her virginity? I took her virginity, didn't I? No, uh, uh, no, you didn't, sir, I promise. Um, that guy's dead. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Ooh, no, uh, uh, so, so you're going back to school. It happened, so you're back. Okay, and you went back to school for law, just for, just in general? I don't know how it works. I'm not mocking you. What? It's your third year, and what is your goal by the end? To get paid. <laughs> what? Oh! So you just got called out. I wasn't paying attention, but you got called out. You're going back to school, too. For? Okay, I don't want to be mean at all, but I'm going to make the joke that you're going back not to get paid. Is that correct? <laughs> okay, perfect. I don't want to be mean. I, that is, yes, you see what I do. I'm here with you, my sister, or, you know. Uh, yeah, okay, so you're going back to law, and it's not because of a passion of any kind. This is all... <laughs> or it, Yeah, right, that's right. Okay, and how does it feel you going for costume design? Are you going to leave liking it more or less? Oh, okay. Thank you. Oh, that was nice. That was very a poetry slam clap. Um, no, so that's like art versus commerce, right? Right, right, right. Okay, do you want to hit it there? We'll see. What are your names? Nicole, why did you go like this when you... Oh! Okay, okay, you, Nicole, and yours? Colin, Nicole and Colin. I'm in my third year And it is fine Okay, right here, I'm just doing my time to get paid, to get paid, to get paid, maybe get late, get paid, get paid, get paid. It's not that I love being a lawyer, but I'd rather be a popper than a Art versus commerce, art versus commerce. 
commerce, art versus commerce. Art versus commerce, art versus commerce. Can you do the converse? Yo, art versus commerce, art versus commerce. Can we converse? What was your name again? Nicole, let's have a conversation. How do you feel about your future occupation? Are you going to make some cash off of giving an actor a sash? Does it, does it even matter? Art versus commerce. Did you get that actor's converse? Look, it's a hard world to traverse. Oh, art versus commerce. Can you give me a solo real quick? Yeah, yo, you might have thought that was impressive, but his wallet ain't his wallet ain't his wallet ain't our versus commerce, our versus commerce, our versus commerce, our versus commerce. Yo, you might have thought his beats were rad. But there is no money to be had. Yo, art versus commerce. Yo, art versus commerce. Yo, art versus commerce. Yo, art versus commerce. Can I beg a here just for a second, just for break here? So, Lissa, just something you don't know about your host is she's a very, very, very thoughtful friend. We are very close friends, and she is very thoughtful. She was in a rainbow. Girls, rainbow. Anybody? Thank you. Okay, great. One girl. Thank you. Uh, uh, it's a cheap girl store. And uh, she bought me a dress. She just saw it and bought me this dress, right? Lissa, I'm going to admit to you on your podcast in front of this entire crowd that I wore this dress tonight to be on your show wearing this dress and talk about how amazing you are. And it ripped. It ripped right in the center like right and I had a belt even and it was like nope that belt is purely visual uh, so art versus commerce art versus commerce art versus commerce uh, you should have got me a purse art versus commerce versus commerce I'm so sorry that it ripped I swear your cheap gift was totally legit. It made my heart feel like a million bucks, but the shitty thread count, yo, it don't give a fuck. Art versus commerce, art versus commerce, you art versus commerce, art versus commerce. You know, wish we could have it in the converse. But now we're living in our first commerce. Thank you. Thank Ethan you. Exacto. Give it up for your host. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs>
oh man, don't shop at Rainbow. <laughs> oh my God. Ugh, that blows me away. You guys, keep your eye on Rebecca Vigil because she's going to be really fucking famous soon. Yeah. Ethan Exacto also, but you're a spring chicken, so you have a few years of hustle, but, you yeah. know. But it'll happen for you, too. Get your dreams crushed a few times. Yeah, exactly. It exactly. It makes, every, makes you stronger. Um, well, we have come to the, uh, to the final guest of the evening, and um, I couldn't be more excited because, uh, you know, as I said before, she owns this place, and this place has been a dream for this show. Yeah, so, so I mean, kind of pretty show. much... It's a place to show and tell, and that's what the show is all about. Are. So right. um, she wrote a New York Times bestselling book, Burn Down the Ground. She's had an incredibly interesting life. Um, she's a, a writer and a performer and a beautiful person. Uh, give it up for Cambry Cruz. No, it's Pat Benatar. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, should I have chosen David Lee Roth? Would that have been better? I can't listen to a David Lee Roth song with a straight face. I just... I can. <laughs> Hi, Cambry. Hi. Um, Hi. Before we go into this um, beautiful bag of tricks here that you have, um, any uh, particular dreams or nightmares of your past stand out to you, or do you not remember your oh, dreams? Oh, no, I actually, uh, in my memoir, not to plug it too hard. Yeah, plug in it. My memoir, What's it called again? Burn Down the Ground. Cool. Random it's House. for sale right here, right outside of the bar. It is, but it's also uh, for sale on Amazon if you want to save some bucks <laughs> <laughs> or support your local business and buy it here. Uh, no, uh, I had a couple of recurring dreams where uh, most of them were Either it was like Friday the 13th thing where everybody was getting mass murdered and I was the sole survivor and had to hide out and or kill the killer. Or I was the killer and I had what? Uh, buried a body under the baseboards and the cops were on to me. And yeah. So they're both very, very stressful. Well, yes. And <laughs> I don't have them anymore. After my dad got in, put in prison... Mm -hmm. For attempted murder, uh, yeah. <laughs> but <a> after my dad, <laughs> Rory, no. Yes, applause uh, for the Texas criminal justice system, please. Um, no, after my dad was put in prison uh, and the whole trial and everything was done. Honestly, the dreams, that's when they stopped. Because wow. I feel like it was always this thing that was chasing me of um, uh, either a secret about my really fucked up childhood and fucked up family and my dad and everything, uh, and that all the people in New York were going to suddenly find out my secret. That's the body in the baseboard. Right, right. That's the body. Or that this terror, this trauma, and this horrible life is going to catch up to me mm -hmm. and ruin everything. And honestly, it's been a combination of both. <laughs> yeah, so. Well, I, I mean, you, but you said you don't have those nightmares I anymore, don't, right? Yeah, yeah, I don't have them anymore. Well, that's very yeah. symbolic. So you're cured. Yeah, I yeah. guess so. No so now you're involved. Yeah, perfect, perfect. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen a therapist, but I go, I go on podcasts a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's a reason why why the show is therapy for your misspent youth. Yes. Right. Um, well, uh, let's uh, let's get into this. To this, if you want to give some context, we have a kind of um, the first image 
uh, is a nice welcome into it as soon as Kent. Uh, sorry, oh, okay. Kent. Kent. Oh, sorry, Kent. Oh, oh, no, oh, no. That's not me. oh, no, that's Rebecca. I'm uh, sorry, I forgot. Uh, you thought you were done with her. Here she is. She's back. I know, I forgot. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no, but this is a message from the library. So, a yes. A message from the library. I was very rainbow. Uh, uh, well, my rainbow's a little fucked up. The green should be up, but okay. What's my kiss? Listen. <laughs> I like what you did there. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, if you want to tell, tell everybody what's up. library uh, files. Okay, so basically, uh, I lived in a tin shed, and uh, then we got a trailer. Uh, this and, is in Texas, you said, right? Yeah. And so, oh, no, I, I don't, did I ever save Texas? I don't know. You, you mentioned the Texas justice system. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what, well, you know, where you get arrested ain't necessarily where you did it. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Message from your Texas justice system. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I grew up in South Texas in a town, lo- a little town called Montgomery. I lived in a one-room tin shed with my deaf family. My whole family's deaf, and except for my brother and my cousins and stuff. Um, and then we got a trailer, and the trailer was awesome, but mm-hmm. it was very isolated. So I had to create all sorts of ways to just keep myself occupied and to keep myself busy. I I wrote a play. I did. Um, uh, I had paper mache puppets of the uh, Peanuts characters, and Aww. I wrote a play, and I and I produced a whole play where kids had to buy tickets, and I had concession stand with peanuts and popcorn. So and you were Kool-Aid. an entrepreneur from the very I beginning. I know. And I was like, oh, th- that was QED like 1.0. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <I get> <laughs> so then, when we got the trailer, I amassed a collection of books, and so then I was like, oh, how can I? capitalize on these books. (laughs) I'm done reading them, but the neighborhood isn't. And so I made a library. And the thing about a kid with entrepreneurial uh, uh, things, I didn't know that what being an entrepreneur was. I didn't know that being a producer was a job or owning a venue was a Mm -hmm. job. I was like, I'm going to be famous. Yes, we all say, yes. But it's like, oh, no, I I wasn't meant to be on the stage. I was meant to be the one producing the things and owning the venue. But I didn't know that that was a thing you could do. But I was doing it anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, And so uh, part of it was to create the theater and all that. Uh, And then with the library, (laughs) I got a little... OCD about it. Oh, yes. Can we, can we, oh, where'd he go? I'm sorry, Kent. He's oh, trying Kent to take pictures. I'm multitasking. sorry. Multitasking. Kent is awesome, by the way. Yes, he, yes, he's he is. He's always doing it. He's so great. Yes. You, you guys should all listen to uh, yeah. all the podcasts on the Atlantic Transmission Network, which is Kent's baby. Yeah. iTunes and Google Play. Um, so, yes, this is, it's very official and professional. Yeah. Well, that's my mom. Christy Cruz, her book was due. She needed to turn her book in. Uh, so I made these, uh, I, I literally, all my books, I did a Dewey Decimal little book binder thing wow. on the spine. So you went with the numbers and not the, because you could have done just like the letters as they do with fiction, oh, no, you know, no, no, first no. three. I did hardcore. Mm, okay. Yeah. yeah. And so I made it on the spine. I did a book card. I made library cards, which I, uh, my brother apparently never claimed his. So that's his. Kevin Cruz expires never. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness! Can we? Um, yeah, yeah, take maybe, it out. Yeah. Uh, so here is like, and and this honestly is so boring. I was telling Chris Gersbach back there who checked everybody in. He was our door guy. Thanks, Chris. Um, 
that this honestly isn't even funny because this is what I do every day. It's like, yeah, check it out, what we've got at QED products. You know, it's like literally that, except I was eight, nine, ten years old. Check it out. Now you can check out one of the tapes in your library. Also, to make it faster and easier to check out Oh my books, God. we have library cards made especially in your name with your own private number, which expires only every month. So check it out at the library. <laughs> You were a marketing professional. Yeah, and then I yeah. have an inventory list of all the books <laughs> with the value of the book. So if you didn't return the book, I knew how much you owed me. <laughs> and uh, a lot of Agatha... Oh, this is before I got... The, uh, um, a lot of my files got burned when, when the trailer got repossessed. My dad burned all the stuff, hence burned down the ground. Uh, my dad has little possession issues, so it's like, if I can't have it, you can't either. Right, so, right, right. Like, burn it down or try to kill it. So that's his M.O. But uh, this got out unscathed. Yeah, Amazing. I got, uh, yeah, I got a box of stuff that basically was like, take what you want. This is what you get. And so I was like, my library. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but all this stuff is before my uh, more adult reading habits kicked in. So I have, uh, I still have uh, most of my Agatha Christie's. Mm -hmm. um, but this is like To Kill a Mockingbird and Raisin in the Sun, which are a little more adult. But most of it is like Beezus and Ramona. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tiger Eyes, Choose Your Own Adventures, yes. which yeah. were a dollar twenty-five. Yeah. Right. Wait, wait. You have the prices listed oh, yeah, I have here, the prices. so it wasn't so a free library. Were, yeah, no, fuck no, it wasn't free. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, yeah. No, in fact, I had. Um, it says it, you, uh, if you don't tell anyone your card number. Because then they could use it to check out the books under your name, and then you're going to have to pay for it when it's over. Mm -hmm. That's like rule number 12. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How many rules were there? A lot. Can um, we, Kent, can you roll to the next uh, slide? Oh, yeah, I don't, yeah. I, um, and zoom in that's maybe a little mom, bit on it. Yeah, that's my mom's uh, record of her her checking out, uh, her history of checking so out. So does that mean, so I'm sorry, because the she town where late. I grew up had a free a free public library. So is this free. like your mother um, gave you money every time she checked a book out from you, but then she had to no, give the no, book no, back? No, only when you were late, and they were always late. Everybody was always late. Oh, those, those <laughs> late fees supportive. are high. <laughs> no, they were a nickel. Uh, oh, okay. But here you had to sign out, uh, you had to do a questionnaire to see if you were eligible to get a library card. Wow. Well, you have to be very discerning, you know. So uh, how many, pay uh, if you wanted to check out a novel, if there's more than one story, how many do you plan on reading? <laughs> very judgmental. How many pages is it? And do, if I gave you 10 days to read this book, could you finish it? <laughs> Be honest with okay. yourself. Yeah. And so there was like novel versus fiction. And then I had a lot of three to one contacts. I was big mm, into yes, three to one yes, contacts. Yes. Yeah. And so <laughs> then the, the score sheet was 83 to 100 points gives you permission to check it out. <laughs> 70 to 82, I'll think about it. <laughs> it depends on the answers of the questions. If uh, 40 to 70 points, if you're responsible enough, you may check it out for a limited time. 
And zero to 40, forget it, you jerk, all caps, <laughs> and about 38. I tried to count how many exclamation oh points there are. I don't know. <laughs> it was a typewriter that had an automatic thing there. You could do like to know. the end of the line, exclamation point, infinity, and beyond. Yeah. So, so, that was it. so, question. So, this is in your trailer. How much like real estate are you allowed to take up with this? Um, activity well my dad uh besides being <laughs> trouble he's troubled <laughs> he's also quite talented mm -hmm. uh and he's a construction worker the the tin shed that we lived in he um actually built a water line he dug a septic tank he, oh my god he actually brought us electricity yeah, wow. he was like Ben Franklin and Ben, yeah, uh, Frank Lloyd Wright. He's all of those things. He's crazy smart. His IQ is one, oh, shoot, I forgot what it is. It's 163. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's, uh, one, it's gone down, but yeah. He's, <laughs> <laughs> well, because in prison, well, in deaf school, when you go into deaf school, they used to give the kids the IQ test, and it was like 170-something. And then when he went to jail... At 55, they gave him another IQ test to make sure, you know, like figure out where he's, what his deal is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was like one. And it goes down? Uh, well, or just that test. I don't know. But whatever. He's That's terrifying. Yeah. So, um, but oh, so the, but the point is that he built me this incredible wall library for my mom and for me in our trailer, just this really intricate bookcase system oh, that's where you could just, oh, we had thousands of books. Thousands. So you were the appropriate person to run a library. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, just for my own uh, clarification, was your household silent then? Like you all fought silently? No, that's how always a misnomer. I give speeches around the country about uh, growing up in a deaf family, and that's mm -hmm. always the misconception that deaf, and you, oh, your house must be so quiet. It's quite the opposite because mm -hmm. they don't know how loud they are. Right. You know, burping or farting, <laughs> having sex. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Smurfs are forever ruined. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, Saturday morning. Kim, I want to see some of uh, these great pictures that you sent for context of you because, uh, oh, yes, we, we, we inserted the other one after this. So, oh, yeah, good. Okay, yeah. So, uh, so my brother's older than me. He's hearing. Uh, he was hearing, and um, he was raised with my grandmother and grandfather, who were all deaf and didn't speak. Uh, I don't. Uh, mute's not the right term because mm -hmm. mute is a, a physical thing. Mm -hmm. They can actually, speak. yeah. Uh, but because he was raised with them, he learned how to talk at a much younger or older age. Whereas I was raised in a multilingual household, mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. hearing speaking and sign language and stuff so i was like way more advanced than him mm -hmm. which pissed him off because of course because he was older yeah yeah so we just had this really knockdown, drag out relationship to this day yeah it's it's been always volatile and we were left alone in a shed in the middle of the woods to destroy yeah, each to other destroy each other so this uh this I, looks I'm, like a happy moment yeah <laughs> this is his 14th birthday i'm 10 I've got like grease all over my shirt. That my mom made the cake, and that's M and M's. Those that are looks like a pretty baller that's cake. Before blue and red, it looks like we're talking. Uh, oh, the, the light brown M and M's. Yeah, that's light brown. No reds and no reds were illegal then. Remember when they were? Yeah, because yeah. because the dye was dye, supposedly yeah, was caused cancer. Yeah. 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 Good times, guys. I feel like I grew up eating red M&M's <laughs> like before the edge that of happened. Nostalgia. Right? 
Stuff could have killed you. Don't miss it. Too yeah, much. I know. Everybody's talking about how old they were when they were lost their virginity. And I'm like, oh, shit, this exposes me. <laughs> I'm basically, I was so young when I lost my virginity. All of y'all could have been my abortion. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, except I know you. You're, you couldn't have been. Yeah. <laughs> you could have been a grandpa. <laughs> so. Well, um, uh, pay very attention, uh, close attention to this. Oh, yes, you brought it up. So, yes. So, like, yeah, two years ago, I decided, <laughs> fuck it, I'm just going to watch Cheers from start to finish again, because it's been since for forever. And it's season three. I'm watching. I'm baked. And, like, <laughs> what is that, my shirt? <laughs> yeah. And so I, I'm, like, not only is she wearing my shirt, well, it's not, like, she clearly they they the sleeves are a little different or whatever and uh, uh, with television and the picture color correction and everything but it's it's the same it's the print. same shirt yeah. I have zoomed in on the it's the same roll the print you know the mm-hmm. fabric. the fabric yeah uh, so I'm like holy motherfucker <laughs> Carla's wearing my shirt who wore it better <laughs> us weekly. So oh, I, I think put, that's pretty clear. It's so cool. Yeah. I, so I put it on Reddit, and those dick faces on Reddit were like, no, it's not the same shirt. No. Actually. Actually. And I was like, all right, fine. I want you to be like 30 years <laughs> later, sitting on your couch, eating fried chicken, baked out of your mind, see Carla on Cheers wearing a shirt that looks really familiar. <laughs> Go find the picture of you wearing basically that shirt, post it on Reddit, and have somebody go, actually, and like, tell them not to go fuck themselves. No. <laughs> That's a fuck. What a dick. So many people on Reddit have oh. literally nothing better to do than yeah, tear yeah. apart go other go people's on shit. Reddit, yeah. Yeah, I lost my mind, though. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, can, but she was also white trash, so. Um, I just like this because uh, I, I'm terrified of horses, so I think that's pretty amazing. Yeah, uh, yeah he's a big horse. Clipper. He's dead. So is the... Uh, who's, uh, who's behind the horse? That, that's, he's dead, too. Oh, he's de- oh. <laughs> that's my grandpa. That's my dad's father. Gotcha. Yeah, my dad grew up uh, very, very poor on a... Um, uh, farm in Oklahoma in a town called Bowlegs. <laughs> Bowlegs, Oklahoma. Uh, one of ten kids. Wow. Uh, no history of deafness in the family. And he and three of his sisters were born deaf. His twin brother was born hearing. So kind of gives you a glimpse oh into gosh. his... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Not, uh, not a very happy childhood. And they didn't know what to do with this kid who was deaf. And, you know, you hear about, like... Um, uh, uh, Helen Keller, mm-hmm. you know, she was frustrated and had tantrums because she couldn't speak to this family who didn't have a language to share with her. Mm-hmm. So they got her a tutor, and my dad's family beat them. They beat the shit out of them with a cherry switch, and I know. Oh my and, god! Yeah, yeah just and and on top of that, he had a twin who, who did not hear, have that problem, and the only boys in the family. So the only boy that he knew was hearing, and so therefore such a lonely of, existence. Really horrible. Yeah, it's really sad yeah i'm so sorry yeah <laughs> did Where's you my beer no <laughs> <laughs> get her a beer 
Do you want to do you want to take this moment to share that letter or is that for not on oh, wait, stage? Oh yeah, wait. Well, let, yeah, no, it's oh, for yeah. stage. Okay, oh, okay. we're we're going to close on that shit. You oh, can't okay. even. Oh, okay. All right. So let's <laughs> let's roll yeah, through the rest yeah. of the pictures. I, I have no idea what time it is. Yeah. Um so I just I I love this cuz I feel like you look exactly the same. I just you, just, you yeah. haven't changed at all. Yeah, Montgomery Bears. Uh that was uh 7th grade, so I was 12. Adorable. Or thir- yeah, 12, yeah. Go ahead, Kent. Yeah. And <laughs> Come Barbara on. Streisand is forever my bitch. <laughs> <laughs> a star is born. Did you did you um perm your hair? Yourself? Yeah, my mom permed it because she got into the whole star is born Barbara Streisand thing. And for years she did a home perm and she decided to do it on me because my hair was always greasy. And this because I never showered. I never brushed my teeth. We lived in the woods. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, what are we going to do? I had a tinge. We literally had a trough that I bathed in in an outhouse. Like, That's I'm insane. not, no, no, let's give me a perm. Let's not deal and with it. And did you enjoy that or did you hate it? Uh, I, I really enjoyed that, but we didn't have Ma- the, like, maintenance. the maintenance. Yes. Uh, I don't think you have a picture of me like eight months later <laughs> where it's just like, it's greasy straight from here to here and then curly here to here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, my, and I, in my yearbook, I have it all crossed out. I put, uh, uh, liquid paper over it. Uh-huh. And, oh, I, I hated that. Yeah. Well, yeah. it looks good here. I got that. And then, uh, oh, I think that, that was the Easter last Easter bunny yeah. I got from uh, Safeway. <laughs> I love that bunny. That's where I it's also got you. my Funkin' Wagnalls uh, encyclopedia. Yeah, Funkin' Wagnalls. From Safeway. A bunch of them. Oh, is that it? Is yes, that the last picture? Yes, okay, yes, yes. Okay, so do you want to share the <laughs> Okay, so this literally just happened yesterday, day yeah. before. I don't Incredible know, timing. Days blur. Uh, hang on. Here. Yeah. Uh, so oh, careful. Dad, don't lose this. So my dad's in jail, and he sends me pictures and letters and stuff. Oh. Phil, hold the mic up to her. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I mean, we are recording, so. Yeah. So, uh, like, two weeks, he's been pissed because since QED has opened, I've basically been neglecting him. So he sends me a lot of very just petulant, childish letters, like, why aren't you, what, what's happening? Why aren't you sending me money and taking care of me? And where are your letters and all that? So he gave me one, that, uh, and I'm showing you this one just so you could see how creative he is and how It's funny. really He's well so done. He's so funny. He's so funny and so creative. It says, and, it, and it's a cartoon basically frame by frame. In frame number one, it says, little did you know why people fun make of me uh, he speaks in sign language if that makes sense mm-hmm. like uh sign language the syntax is uh, it's a little like yoda it's, yoda uh, eyes. it's backwards yeah um so little did uh, you know why people make fun of me number two because of this and he shows his ratty t- tennis shoes they are like falling off his feet they need repair so frame number three is like, ah, and it's all the other inmates making fun of him. <laughs> and, it's, <laughs> and it's very racially diverse. I was actually pretty impressed with the Texas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. I was like, hey, TDCJ, you got a black guy, you got a white guy, you got a Spanish guy, maybe an Indian guy, I don't know, mixed guy. And then uh, number four is new sneakers for sale at the commissary, $49. And then number five, look at the box of sneakers and, and the brand new box. 
And then he's wearing the new sneakers, and nobody's making fun of him now. In episode frame, it's all hearts, hearts, hearts. (laughs) (laughs) And then number seven, he's he's crying with his glasses up. Please, I beg you for sending me the amount of $50 to make Daddy look good and pride wearing new sneakers. Oh, thank you. Love, Daddy. Yeah. You gonna send him sneakers? And then on the back it says, "Screw Hallmark, made in TDCJ." <laughs> no, it's this one. That's amazing. So yeah, TDCJ is Texas Department of Criminal Justice, and in sign language, you know those little alphabet things where it's like TDC with you know. So TDCJ, he wrote it out for us is. T D C J. <laughs> yeah, fuck the man. So he's super funny, right? Okay. So this comes yesterday. <laughs> oh my god. I don't don't touch it. Please nobody touch it. It's so weird. Well, oh. Sorry, my library files. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to put those back in order, Phil. Okay. Alert. And then there's little eyeballs. Look here. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, and it's mushy and it's weird. Uh oh. <gasps> no! No, 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 no. no. Is that his be- that's his beard. That's real hair. Oh. Making a mask. <laughs> yeah. A beard. I don't like it. I don't like it either. It says, hey, Cambry, you can wear false beard and go to the transgenders and men restroom. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't know. Wait, is that from his beard? Maybe. So he says. (laughs) (laughs) Even still. (laughs) Oh. It's got a real texture to it. But like the art, the, and the, the back says "made by Daddy" <laughs> in TDCJ. <laughs> the, so, apparently, he has. It's it's very crafty. It's very crafty. It's very well drawn. It's very creative. Okay, and then we'll accept that. There's always a price tag for these things. He wants me to. Take a picture of me wearing it (laughs) (laughs) and send it back because basically he wagers everything for years. I have basically made him a shit ton of money by using Wikipedia to prove him right. He's like I said, his uh, his IQ, his IQ is crazy. So he'll be like. Didn't Dennis uh, Rodman win XYZ championship in Oklahoma or whatever? And he has, like, crazy knowledge. And I'll be like, yep, actually, you're right. Rhinoceros' horns aren't horns. They're made out of keratin, which is your fingernails. And I'm like, yep, you're right. And it's all this knowledge. And so he basically gets pints of ice cream and stuff. For, for knowing shit. And, so, and t- making me do shit for him, and I'm not going to wear that beard. <laughs> <laughs> Except that I am, because also, why not? I don't know. It's well, weird. Is, it, is it easily, like, peel off? I don't know. Or would I didn't you, even like, touch it. I was like, I was, ah! And I, like, 
you think it was like a dead animal at first? That's crazy. Oh, see, it does. It it detaches. Oh, yes, yes. Do it, do it, do it, do it. We're going to see this. People are disgusting. This beard. This is so fucking weird. Uh, so. Can't. I can't. <laughs> Oh my God! Thank you I'm for also doing this. Submit this to the police department for <laughs> <laughs> DNA, like hair follicle DNA thing. I don't All right. So, would you would you send a picture of you wearing it to your dad? You know, he would be so happy to oh, see yeah. you did it on yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll send it. I I got my little niece on uh, the Today Show, uh, and Al Roker talked to her on. Yeah, and so like like little things like that. That, oh, uh, him seeing pictures of things like that or like, oh, my God, that's amazing. And it t- makes him get clout in prison. Of course. Yeah. So he makes everybody watch. Are we there yet? Which <laughs> my husband, my husband's TV show. <laughs> and, like, and they're like, we're watching sports. No, I got to see this guy on. Are we there yet? Oh, because he's, like so awesome. yeah. he's so proud. Because he's so proud. It gives him. Trust me. Absolutely. This is a clout thing. It's That's like, a- don't beat me up and yeah, rape me in the prison. Well, yeah, his uh, his prison is the highest rated uh, for rape and oh. against uh, deaf inmates. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, it's in the country, or maybe even in the world. It's noted. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure. On a happy note. Sorry. I'm sure it's very, very complicated. But are you? Is there a part of you that worries about him? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So this is this is this is gonna make him very happy. Yes. Well, Cambry, let me give you a gift. From the Delia's box. From the Delia's box. Oh my gosh! Um, it is because we were talking about lists earlier today and about how um, I forget what what. Oh, oh instead of becoming things. Well, no, in, yeah. Instead of vision boards, we make lists. Yeah. So this is a little, actually, composition notebook. Uh, throwback to what Jasmine was saying from who knows sixth or seventh grade, and it's mostly blank except on the first page. There's a list of some things that I think that I wanted to purchase. Uh, including Romy and Michelle, um, a, a <laughs> bottle of jeweled citrus, which is a Victoria's Secret body spray that everybody was wearing back then, a Gap wallet, and lime nail polish. So for all of your future lists, here is this. And thank you so much for sharing with us. Camry Cruz, you guys. Yeah. Yes, please keep coming to this venue and supporting please. this amazing venue. QED is amazing. For listeners uh, who might not be in New York, when you come to New York, come to QED. Completely worth it. And um, I think uh, that's all for us that's tonight. Right. That, that's that's all. That's our show, guys. Yeah. So um, yeah, if you uh, if you uh, if you guys are just coming here to check out the show and you haven't checked out the podcast yet, go on Google Play or iTunes. Look up the Bitch Seat or Follow us on the Twitter. Bitch Seat Podcast dot com. Yes, yes, that's um, right. Twitter, Facebook, etc. Thank you so much to Kent for running our tech. Thank and, you to um, our guests. Yes, thank you to, to people who are re- repeat customers. We love you, and um, yes. go drink some things. Yes. Treasure what got you here. Good night. Hello, 
I'm Ben. As always, I'm Paul. And we're from Jews and Reviews. We have a podcast where we like to talk and review movies, maybe bring on a wacky character from that movie, and always play some games. We like some games. I actually brought a clip, Paul. Wait, you brought a clip? I brought a clip. Can I listen? Yeah. I look mad young, right? Yeah, yeah. you look young in the movie, and... Uh, I hooked up with a bunch of the young chicks at the movie. Oh, you know what? You know what? It's not illegal if you're a police officer. And, and, I believe that, And this yeah. is something I wanted to bring up since you're here. Sure. Tell us about all the hookups on set. Oh, my God. Who's Hun- hooking up with who? Yeah. yeah. So, all right. So, like, there's, like, these, like, Asian girls in the movie. Right. They play, I, the twins, I right? triple kissed them. Okay, oh, a little triple kiss. Triple that way, I didn't get confused if it was Rachel or Rebecca. Yeah, 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 exactly. I was like, or oh, whatever, and I triple kissed them. Was and was that offset or on camera, or and they got cut out, maybe? Or oh, the, I didn't do it on camera for sure. Okay. I would never, because I, you know, what I mean, that's I could get in a lot of trouble for that. I don't, I don't know how old they are. I can never tell with them. But uh, who else? Let me see. Cecily, the girl. Yeah, I chalked. I, I chalked her. You chalked her. What, <laughs> I chalked what is, her. What is chalking? That's when you kind of forcibly kiss someone. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production.